All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Dave, never before yeah. in playing Fantasy Premier League. Okay. Have I ever had such a good week and been so stressed out at the same <laughs> Why time? Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm looking at you and yeah. I'm addressing you sure. because my stress is squarely your fault. On, it's squarely on me. It is. I love that. I've never had to worry about money sure. so much before. But you know what? The matches have begun, which can only mean one thing. Yes. The silly season has begun. Okay. We'll get into this, but prices are about to fluctuate as yeah. we sit down and record this on That's Monday right. night That's right. following the final matches of game week one. The prices are about to change. They will be changed before anyone listens to this other than the three of us listening That's true. right now. And I'm stressed because while I had a good week, it all came from four guys and I think at least three others mainly one might drop in price. Yeah. And that's hard to overcome early in the season. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, well, we were just talking off air, and I'll say right now, I'm probably going to lose a little bit of money on two different players, but they are studs. And I think that's a result of, a Scott, a dumb mass move of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like I just told you, if I had someone that I wasn't completely sold on, looking at you, son, I believe in you, son. That's but right. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm prepared to lose money on you, son. Like that scares me, and maybe I do. Maybe, maybe for this first week, I have to. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to make it to week three w- with two transfers, but I don't know. I, I like my team. I went really crazy. I'm about to take a mea culpa later in this pod. Um, I understand. <laughs> a pod, yeah, a pod which is about what again? Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Oh, but I will say this: if you don't follow us on Instagram, <laughs> or even maybe on Twitter, yeah, sure. You missed out on seeing the pictures. In fact, I actually don't even think I published it before the game week locked. No? To be honest. But if you don't follow us on those social media channels, then you still haven't seen just how much Dave's lineup changed from when he was last sitting across the table from me true. one week ago to then Saturday morning when the matches began. Yeah. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, I actually uh, thought you were pranking me. I, no, it's I, drastic, David. I was I was talking with Brian uh, Friday night, as you know, nervous as crap, and then I wake up at five a.m. Eastern to because the lineups now lock instead of if the game's at seven thirty Eastern, uh, the first game it doesn't lock at six thirty, Scott. It now locks an hour and a half before the game, which is stupider than stupid. So 
I had to wake up at 5 a.m. to try to figure out what I was going to do. That's extremely early. And uh, <laughs> by the time I was done, I felt like I kind of remade my team. But I liked it better, and I felt more comfortable with it than I did before. All right. But it's a little unorthodox. We'll talk about that. Let me get into what we're going to do, because we have a loaded show. The matches have begun. Eight matches were played in game week one. We have a full show for you from those eight eight uh, matches that were played. Uh, as we look back on game week one, we look ahead to game week two. We're going to ask ourselves, what premium players after one match make us nervous in FPL? And what discount players feel like a must-have? We're going to talk about that. We're going to play the uh, game that we play and have been playing for years, thanks to all-star listener Ryan's suggestion. We have a stutter dud game ready to go tonight. I've got five names for you, gentlemen, of guys who... Uh, All performed well in game week one. I want you to tell me moving forward if they are FPL studs or duds. Okay. We will obviously... Just pencil me in for a pass. Yeah, yeah, always, always. (laughs) We'll take a look at the game week one dream team and all the storylines that come out of that. And then, of course, all of the segments that you know, the dumb mass move of the week, the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. I've got a Scott stat of the day. Brian's going to kind of have a how to say with Brian J, although it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, but we have to talk about it. We're gonna now that our FPL America podcast league is in place. We're gonna go through and look at the names of some of the teams uh, in our squad. Look, look at names that are familiar following last year, uh, and then also just some of the funny team names that are out there. We'll end with that, and we'll also look ahead to game week two with our captains picks and our free transfers. That's loaded. It's loaded. It's too much. It might be, but we're gonna do that and a little bit more. Uh, so Brian, let's get on to it. Let's start with those two questions that I mentioned we're going to ask ourselves. Following these first eight matches, and, and by the way, I, I almost wish, like out of rebellion against stupidity, I almost wish that we didn't do a podcast after game week one. Because honestly, anything that we say is almost going to be an overreaction. One match out of 38 has been played. That's right. Any moves that are made... F- I, what, 99% of moves that are made following game week one are overreactions. Can we agree to that? Well, it's a reaction. I, I mean, you have to react some, sometimes. Yeah, but, mo- but, but well, I, I think a lot of this is over. I mean, it does feel like there's a lot of dumbass, dumbass moves going on. There are a lot. In fact, can we talk about the fact that 21,000 people had transferred out Sun, mostly for William? Before Sun had even played a minute of the season, We're saving a dollar, saving a dollar. So I they get can, it. They and luckily, luckily for them, Sun did nothing in game week one, so they can feel okay about that move. But what if he had scored a couple of goals? Uh, I, I get it. I, I get thought it. I thought Aubameyang being sold as much as he was early on was a lot, and uh, Sun has doubled Aubameyang's transfers out so far. And the, I, I I feel like that is a, I feel like that is a bit overreactive. The fact that Aubameyang scored a goal. And is being transferred out. Almost 100,000 times as of right this second. We're going to lose a tenth on Aubameyang even after he scored a goal. And it doesn't make any sense other than people had these high hopes for him as their captain. He was the most captained after all. I mean, he just didn't score a hat trick. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Guess I'll sell him. It's the comparison, right? (laughs) Mo Salah scored a hat trick. No, it's, it's completely stupid. And this is where, like, I want to quit FPL. The only time I ever want to quit FPL. Is after week one? No, it's when I have to do things, uh, not because want I want to, but because other people are doing them to such an extent that it has an impact on my lineup. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. 
And that's I that's what's it. happening. But anyway, with all that said, one matches in or one game week at least, eight eight matches themselves out of the three hundred and eighty are in the books. Are there any premium players that make you nervous? Not as an overreaction, but just a um I'm a little nervous about this. Is it a bombing for either of you gentlemen or is it someone else? Well, I mean I I I know I just said son and I don't understand why people are selling him, but I mean I it's really hard for me not to say Spurs assets. So I as a son owner, I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Um if I was a Kane owner, first of all, I would wonder what alien entity had taken over my brain. I think the last yeah. vestiges of myself being when was deep Harry down Kane inside. last relevant now. Yeah, I, well, that's the, so. I, I mean, I talked about this a little 14. bit. Fourteen point four percent, right? Which, if like just in the in previewing the season, talking about forwards, that was the biggest thing. I mean, I talked about Kane. I don't. I didn't really see him as a viable option to start the season, but it's more of the same from Spurs, and it feels like they're just kind of taking on. I don't know. Mourinho's so sour right now. And, For sure. And, and without, like, you see what happens. This is the same, it's the same lack of creativity for Spurs when Christian Eriksen disappeared. As And it's weird. Lo Celso is not anywhere near Eriksen. And they don't have anyone that can create anything if Lo Celso's not there. And and then this weekend, you, you lose Delhi at halftime. Son, the wor- one of my worst stats, it's not the worst stat of the weekend for me, but one of the worst stats for me this weekend, Son had nine crosses for, t- for Tottenham. That's great. I don't want Son to be the <laughs> primary crosser of the ball for sure. Spurs. That sure. is a terrible... Like He made a couple of runs, though. And he is precise. I mean, he had three, I think three, three of his crosses were classified as accurate crosses. Like, people can score on those. We saw it at the end of the season. You know, if he's I taking... there was one that should have been a goal. When he's it? taking corners, he's very good at doing that. I he that's just do you want would you rather that he's taking nine crosses or would you rather that that's nine shots? Sure, I get that. So that's what I'm saying. I but to, to can me Can I boil this down? Yeah, can I, I just boil this I, down. This is my that's my big nervousness is with This is, is Jose Mourinho Spurs, Harry Kane aside, focusing on Sun cuz he's yeah. the Spurs that we should be focusing on. Maybe Doherty as well. Doherty had his chances. He had a chance. Yeah. And, and I'd say overall yeah. a solid I, I debut. Can, he was, right, it was a debut I, yeah, for new I club. Can call, I yep. concur with football.london who talked about him being I'd say just a solid first performance. For exactly. Them. And that's the thing. It's one match. So Son or Doherty, here's my question. Do you really think so, – so if you're selling Son, and I get it, you're making money to go to Willian – but Willian, the schedule says you've got one more good week and then look out for about a month. But besides that, Son, if you're willing to sell him, you're basically saying their great schedule doesn't mean anything. Jose Mourinho's Spurs are going to be the Jose Mourinho's Spurs where Jose Mourinho gets fired halfway through the season, right? I mean, that's ultimately what you're saying. Right. They're not going to perform enough that I've got to sell him because Mourinho, this is where he gets fired for Spurs. I don't think that's going to happen. We could we could have a, a it's a four horse race for first manager sacked between Moyes, Mourinho, <laughs> Dean Smith, and Scott Parker. Like that to me. Okay, Scott Parker's not getting sacked. I don't know about he that. He will go back down with Fulham. He will go back down with well, Fulham. I, I think the feeling you for- don't bring a club 
that you pr- get promoted up to the Premier League and do almost nothing with that squad, expecting too much more than other than to get a year's worth of Premier League experience from them. You go back down with the same manager, and you hope that when you come back up, hopefully in another year, that you come back up with more knowledge and experience to where you can do a Sheffield or a Wolves. Is, is he Spider-Man? Isn't that Spider-Man's name Scott Parker? No, that's Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Peter. Listen, okay. don't make fun of Scott Parker. I can only... Hope that when I'm 39 years old, you're stunning. As I him. I look like him. I know that that's I, I not just, possible already, but man, I wish. I just a, know that he. I know that you know in the list of you know people kind of discussing this that his name had come up a lot because Fulham seemed to pull the trigger quickly, and he was already kind of underachieving in the championship with them. So I think, I think patience seems to be the issue with Fulham, and more of like. Well, it's going right. to wear If you thin. have a problem with Fulham, start with the squad, not the manager. Scott, don't you want to know my premium player you're my nervous premium about? My premium player I'm nervous about? I sure do. It's going to sound so crazy, and it's so crazy. I love it. Jamie Vardy. The Jamie Vardy who scored a couple Twice. Of, yeah. He scored two pens. How yeah. many touches did he have in the box in the game? Uh, was it more than two? Zero. Oh, yeah. Well, he had at least two. <laughs> but what I'm, I'm saying. Other than pens, Brian. <laughs> Uh, no, I he had zero shots from open play. Okay, which is not 14 ideal. Fourteen touches in the game against a West right. Ham de- or a West Brom defense. Fourteen touches right. in the game. So, I he did not have a great restart, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I, it, it felt like Lester was a dumpster fire in the restart. He, no, yeah, he had no service either. I mean, that, the injuries contributed to that. Does the fact that James Madison came on as a sub? And it looks like he's probably going to be back full time here yeah. very yeah. quickly. No, that that, that helps. might change things, that right? Helps. I get saying, that you're nervous, but I'm just saying if, if if I was a Vardy owner and, and, and keep him. What's no? I don't know. Keep him. I don't know. I if you look. committed to start the season with ten pounds, I, I would Jamie rather Vardy, own Jimenez. Here, here's I what. would rather own Callum Wilson. I right now. I agree that he. You do not like any of his touch stats, and certainly you don't like that his only two shots were penalty kicks. I just think if James Madison, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, we talked about this last week, you like James Madison being back. Uh, They have other issues defensively that could be exploited. I just think... (laughs) Yeah. Do you know who I think Here's what Here's what Lester... Can I tell you who's terrible? James Justin is terrible. He he, I, he until, looks good until he got until he drew the penalty. I think the, the it was pretty unanimous from Leicester fans that we we need someone better than Justin. Yes, that's the thing. Uh, we what were you about uh, to say? I sorry. was about to no, I was about to say that Leicester play Burnley and then Manchester City, two matchups that you just look at and say not ideal. You'd say on paper going into it. We've said before Vardy only needs one touch, one good shot to put it you know to score. True. After City, it's West Ham, Villa, Arsenal, and Leeds. So all four of those have been, or could be, plenty of Vardy party. I know we can, we'll talk more about Arsenal's defense and how they've tightened up defensively, or it seems. Certainly they were much better this, this past week, but I don't know. I, if it was me, I would be thrilled that I got two goals from seemingly nothing from Vardy. And I would probably, I if I was going to sell him, I would do it right this second, and just hope that I got better production for the next two weeks with the anticipation of bringing him back for West Ham. 
Oh, can I say one other thing? Sure. I I just feel like every move for everyone for everything premium is whatever the shuffle is to get Manchester team player. Manchester players. So Correct. whatever Manchester. Well, I mean, with I, one I, exception, Brian. Willian. Willian is yes, the exception to that. That is the yes. Otherwise, true. you were correct. Bringing in KDB, bringing in Bruno, like these are moves that people were waiting to do. the The vast majority of moves that are being made already for game week two. It's obvious. The moment game week one began, people were making their transfers for Manchester players well, for game. Week I mean, two. or a sale. I mean, if I'm selling Sun, it is to get an extra dollar. Loving the production of week one, Willian, and then throwing that dollar. At someone so else. before we started, Dave and I were going back and forth on this because it, that was the that's the popular move right now. Immediately after game yeah. week one, and I get it based on the game week one results. And William looks like he's locked in that Arsenal lineup. I mean, if ever someone's set, it's William after three assists, right? And and Sun didn't do anything. I still think my dumb mass move of the week is the fact that Sun was sold twenty one thousand times before he played a minute of football on the season. That doesn't make any sense to me. But with that said, Sun's schedule moving forward for Jose Mourinho's Spurs is really good. And the Arsenal schedule, I know, Dave, we went back and forth on this. The color-coding scheme isn't great for the schedule in the, in the next month and a half. But maybe it's not as bad as it looks. Either way, I'm keeping Sun, and I'm not going to William. I'm going to buck the stock market trend here. And not go to William. Now is not the time. Now does not look like you the time. You might be right. I, I'm nervous that you might be wrong. Um, I don't expect him to come out and get. I'm nervous that I'm wrong. Well, I mean, think about this. <laughs> he hit the post in the free kick, right? I mean, Brian, you predicted this. If anyone did, the, the one, the one of the first Wait, things no, you said yeah. about Arsenal. Well, g- give us the, the air quote, quote again that he looks impressive. Well, in training, right? But no, I mean, that, I know, but, that, but, that's why I asked the question of said, what what would happen what if he. What is William going to do? And, yeah. and and I think our consensus was if we absolutely knew that he was starting and playing at eight zero, we knew this. If he played, he would be on set pieces and he would be on corner kicks. Guess what? We were right. The only thing and the biggest question was: Is he going to play? Okay, now we know he's playing, um, and and because of that, he goes out. And not only does he have a, the exact same play, open play, that Arsenal did to uh, Liverpool, that Saka did to Aubameyang in the Community Shield, the exact same – they scored the exact same way, uh, William to Aubameyang. William, uh, to start the second half, kicks a corner kick to Gabrielle's head, which mm-hmm. ends up in the back of the net. And then, you know, he got a fluky assist uh, on a shot that Lacazette tapped in. The first right. Half. So, you know, like – but. Th- I say all that say this. The fluky thing might not happen, but we know this. He's going to continue to be on set pieces. He is going to continue to take free kicks. Mm-hmm. He hit the post. He hit the low post on a wicked close kick, and uh, and he he beat the keeper. He just he just hit the post. I, I'm just saying, William is going to have opportunity. The style that Arsenal is playing is defend, 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 and then we're going to hit you hard and fast on a counter. Well, that guy is fast. He's accurate. And he's who you want counterattack. We can get to it more because I think you know you got West Ham next, and you I, you love that it's West Ham at home, which is outstanding at this exact moment. That's right. And then Liverpool, Sheffield. I mean, Liverpool is its own thing. You know that that I, I don't I don't know what to really make of it yet. But Sheffield after today, 
I don't know how bad of a matchup that is. I, I feel like I mean Sheffield were bad for what eight minutes, and then they were normal. They Sheffield. were certainly much better. They they certainly it was got in there for eighty two minutes. Right, for sure. Uh, Although no, I will say Sheffield never looked like they were going to score a goal. No, they looked a step slow to everything that Wolves were doing. That's they what looked I, like okay. a championship team. Let's go. I think Sheffield is going to struggle. How many signings did they make? To stay other up than Ramsdale replacing Henderson, is that a hot take? What? It's a kind of hot take. What? I think Sheffield punched way above their weight last year. They rode a huge wave of momentum and a little I bit of a the, element of surprise. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if they finished fifteenth this season. Yeah, I think this could be a big regression to the mean. Yeah, one of the main reasons why is they're they're getting stale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Mm. No, I, other than Sandra Bird, what other player? And that kid didn't even play. Like, yeah, what? They don't have anyone up front that you are scared of. No, their four man rotation up front is not great. All right, so we're a little all over Anyways, the place. We need to reel this in. Who are the discount must haves following game week one? I'm going to stick with. There's two guys I want to mention. I think a lot of people already own him. Uh, 15% of people on him. I think it's Tyreek Mitchell with Palace. At, at a 4-0, you get a starter who, I don't know, sometimes Crystal Palace gets clean sheets when they shouldn't. I don't know how else <laughs> to explain it, Brian. I mean, they did this past weekend. They did it. They Against did. Danny Ings. And yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll get to my Southampton Mia Culpa in a few minutes. Uh, the other one is, look, yeah. I, I broke multiple, multiple Dave rules. Starting this season, one of my rules is no, don't own any Arsenal players. I started with three. I went from a, you know, it's ridiculous. I own Rob Holding and, and Lino Leno Lino, and and Abami and Abami Yang, of course Abami. Not for long. I, I think Holding, he's he's four or five. So funnily I, and enough, I, I think he's staying in a lineup. And Arsenal's proven since, especially since the restart, and then really uh, since Arteta t- has taken over. One of the main things, and the reason why they keep playing three at the back is they're really tightening up their defense. Funnily enough, thank you for validating my free transfer coming out of game week one. Because my answer is also Rob Holding. I have a strategy that involves a rotation of 4.5 defenders that I can pick from based on matchup and form. And Vinegra, for Wolves, for whatever reason, did not play today even though he had no reason not to, and all the talk was that he should be assured playing time in the absence of Johnny to begin the season. Didn't play. So I went ahead and my one move, you can call it an overreaction if you want to, but if Vinegar's not playing when he should be, and Rob Holding is a 4.5 defender for a quote-unquote big six club who's playing, who's starting, I'm making that move because that feels like one that I can hold on to at least until my first wild card. Think about it like this. Same thing with Maitland-Niles. Arteta had a chance to loan them. He chose to keep them. And if you're going to loan them, you're loaning them because you want them to get playing time with someone else. You like them, but you want them to get playing time with someone else. They're both younger, too. And he said, no, I'm going to keep them. That just shows intent for me to play. You're not going to keep them and then bench them. Right. So holding, especially in lieu of injuries and whatnot, is going to be back there. And who knows? I mean, look, Arsenal's going to be in a lot of competitions. Europa, that's going to start up soon. Sure. Obviously, the domestic cups. So you could, you need at least four center backs if yeah. you're going to be somewhat fresh. Holding's going to be one of them, and he might be the one that stays in the league. But remember, any transfers you're making, you're really just hoping stick and work until the first wild card gets played. 
that's that's really what you're trying to do because once you play your first half wild card, you can change everybody in your squad. Sure. And I think Rob Holding can stick in this lineup until I decide I need to play my first yeah. wild card. Yeah. Brian, anyone you need to add that's well, discount? We're, we're say, I'm assuming we're we're saying this as somebody who's at the cheapest level in their position. So you're you're including four or five defenders in here. Sure. Yeah, four four because there's not many four o guys. Tyron yeah. Mitchell, I, I mean, Mi- yeah, I would just say four o. Uh, Crystal Palace defender. So Ferguson, assuming he comes okay, back right, at whatever right. point he comes back, but until then and until Tyrick Mitchell loses his loses his starting spot, yes, absolutely, he's the the playing 4.0 enabler. Burr at uh, Wolves got in for 20 minutes today. That was another guy that was rumored to maybe be in the possibly in the mix uh, as one of the starter replacements for. Uh, is he? I think he's on Doherty's side. I don't remember. Uh, or it could have been a right back because um, Traore was back there. That was the reason why Traore was back there. But this is a Europa-less. Uh, yeah. Wolves, I, either right? either way, I think you know any four zero defender who's getting minutes. I mean, of course, that's that's always the guy. I, I, the, There's only upside there. Right. I mean, I think today and this you know this weekend you saw the guys you know some of the buzzy guys to start the season in defense, especially you know James Justin. We talked about him. Kyle Walker Peters. I thought. You know, I thought he had a very good game. He was probably a little unlucky to come away with nothing as a return. Yeah. There's a lot about Kyle Walker-Peters. One guy played today, I think. It's sure, Tariq Lamptey was just awesome today. Yeah, but that's just because he was playing his former club, right? Maybe. Sure. He'll come, he'll come back to uh, earth a little bit. Yeah, maybe. He was good, though. I mean, that's the, that's he the was. thing. Last he was. season, that's, we talked we talked about that, that you know, so the price rise for guys like that. I mean. Reese James. If you want to count Reese James, if you want to it's count the, if you if you want to count five zero on the on the top, on the top six, I don't think I don't think today's result Reese James with a fifty with a fourteen is a complete fluke. The only so, the only question about Reese James that has ever been was whether or not he if and when he takes over where Azpilicueta is. Is it going to be a rotation this season with Reese James and Azpilicueta? Azpilicueta playing himself back into fitness. Reese James is is awesome, and I love Reese James. Yes, Scott, you have a question. Hand I have my hand here. raised. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if the listeners can tell, but I have my hand raised. I have an answer to your question. Yes, they will play in a rotation. And no, I don't want Reese James as a result. At 5-0... Why do you, why do you think he's going to play in a rotation? You're not going to resign Espilicueta to the bench for the season. You, That's not going to happen. I'm not saying that. But you, play, you play him in, uh, in Champions League. You play him in cup matches. He's the elder statesman. Reese James, I'm playing in the Premier League. I mean, Frank's shown that he's willing to play the young guys. He doesn't care. The only other way it happens is if they play a back three, which they have done. And Azpilicueta is one of the three in the back three, and Reese James plays as a as a right wing. At five pounds, Reese James probably has to score what 125 points on the season to feel good about that. At five pounds, is that is that about right? Well, like FPL points. said, he he matched in one match today his attacking returns from all of last season. Okay, sure. He scored an amazing goal. Full credit to Reese James for the goal today against Brighton. And had an mm-hmm. assist. The next four times he takes that shot, it goes into row V. He's done that before. I mean, this is not new for Reese James. I am not at all scared about Reese James, and I desperately hope he nails down a spot. 
wonderful transition into Stutter Dud because Reese James is one of the five names on the list. It sounds to me like you two gentlemen are saying stud. Absolutely. I want Reese James to be a stud, but I, but yeah, is he look, is he a stud enough to be in your lineup? Here? Because the it's because we are, are, still, you, are we, still because we are still waiting for the okay. official coronation we here. We thought the same thing with Pulisic, right? Pulisic. 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 Come on, man. Pulisic. This is FPL America. We got to get we his thought, name we right. We thought the same thing <laughs> with Pulisic. We said, ah, no, he got one start, but was it? It's going to be two. What Frank do? He rolls him out there. He rolls him out there. He rolls him out there. I don't know how else to say. When Christian Pulisic blew up last season, the only comparable midfielders to Christian Pulisic were Sterling and Salah and the best other midfielders. He had an injury, and when he came back, he exploded the exact same way. Christian Pulisic, when he played last season, was unbelievable. So, this so are you is willing to sell a Liverpool, one of the Liverpool big three defenders for Reese James? Because this is what you're kind of equating that to. No, I'm saying that you have to spend five pounds to get somebody that's the quality of Reese James. And, and I think that's why I'm saying you He's saw. He's going to play maybe two thirds of the minutes in the season at the most. Yeah. At the most. Again, this is the. Again, what are you basing this on? I'm, the, I'm obviously. The, this predicting. is a Frank Lampard. This is a who, prediction. Who, who, but he's sharing a spot with Cesar Azpilicueta. He's the heir. Okay. He's the heir apparent okay. to the position. I, it's it's I, more. It, it's I, more what about I'm whether saying right now right. it's changed. If Aspilicueta was on the bench, because he had because he? because he had if to, but because he had to be forty six, he had to be on the bench because he's still cu- recovering from his from his FA Cup final injury. Listen, I, look, I am I am not I am not buying Reese James, and especially no. not going into Dud. next week. Dud, Dud, and let me tell you why. Can I? There's not. So last year, going into the season, there so was a transfer ban. At this ban. point, we're just predicting whether we're or not predicting. he's taking the position. Of course, posi- it's a prediction. We're, I know, but we're and we're I'm saying, saying no. That he hasn't taken the position over. No, no, he's not. And here's the thing: I'm looking at the bigger picture too. Think about this: last year there was a transfer ban in place, all that, whatever, and they played all the baby. They finally brought all their babies that were loaned out, all sixty of them. They brought them into the fold and they played the season. And what did they do following that season? They did the most business out of any club in the Premier League. If nothing else says that Frank Lampard doesn't trust and want to just have the babies to keep playing, it's the transfer business that Chelsea did. And I get it. Like, he, they didn't bring in anyone in Reese James's position. But in the bigger picture, it's pretty obvious. Re- Frank Lampard is not just sold on the squad he's got. He felt like he had to completely change almost half of his starting lineup. The spot that he did not replace being Reese James is significant because it's Reese James's spot. They needed a center back and they got a center back. They needed a left back and they got a left back. When it's Thiago Silva, if he lives up to any sense of expectations, it is going to be Ben Chilwell, someone with Thiago Silva and Reese James eventually. The question last you, season, it, the, last s- season they had to put Azpilicueta in there because the defense was so shaky. They couldn't rely as much on just having Reese James out there as a primary only defender. Do you want me? To, I, I, I just, just I, I, it's just a matter of time, Frank and it could be this season. Today. Frank did, yeah, and he he, okay. he said, "Listen, yeah, tell Scott to shut up." I want you to know this, and you can release it on the pod tonight. Oh wow! He okay. said, "Reese James has now taken over that position." 
Take you can you can choose not to believe him. Uh huh. Okay. His words to me via text. Thank you, Frank. I just couldn't release it earlier. So hey, wow. Take, take right. it for Westworth. All right. Aspilicueta is thirty-one. Reese James is twenty. Reese James is six foot and is faster, more skilled, sure, less experienced. I haven't than David. Doub- I haven't doubted Cesar. that. Let's call I'm him not Dave. denying it's that. Da- it's Cesar. Let's call him Dave Aspilicueta. I have not denied any I understand of those that. And I understand metrics. Y- y- you can you cannot believe me. This season is what I'm playing in FPL. This season is what Chelsea is playing. I'll probably be wrong. Frank will make a fool of me next week. Reese but James Re- is not full-time in that position. Enough Reese James. Let's remove it. All right. Uh, well, I was going to warm up with Willian. Can we all agree he's an FPL stud? Yeah, as long as he keeps his spot. Oh, shut up! He's definitely keeping his hey, spot. Hey, how much competition does he have? A, a crap ton. A ton. So, so one one thing that Arteta has done uh, at Arsenal in in a very short time, and he's used young players to do it, is he's played the young players. Said, "Hey, I'll play you. You got to show me in training." And uh, Pepe started last season, and guess who's not starting right now? Pepe, because William came in. He did come off the bench. Pepe. That's no, fine. Credit to him. He Look, made the bench. Th- they're going to play. Arsenal's going to be subbed in. like Chelsea in a lot of competitions. So there's going to be plenty of games to play. But what I'm saying, in the Premier League, right now, he went with an experienced front line. Now, whether or not that experienced front line was just outworking the kids in training, I don't know. All I know is he put the line out there, and Lacazette scored. Aubameyang scored. William got three assists. So – I'm not so sure that he's not just going to roll them out there again. I mean, why not? I again, like unless something happens is, in training. But guess what? I guarantee you who wants to play, Sokka. He's a stud, mm-hmm. though. Everyone wants Sokka to play, right? But, I mean, no one's complaining when – when right now, where, where's he going to play? I mean, you could play Aubameyang down the middle, put Sokka on the on the, the, the left side. I'm William, just saying, though, is a stud. There's no doubt. He's a stud. Listen, the, the, the two signings that Arteta made this summer so far was Gabrielle – and William. Uh, you know, a goal really does cover a multitude of sins. Gabrielle was pretty shaky in that first half hour. Uh, and I'm not over I'm not gonna no, criticize no. him. He was, he well, was I mean it was a debut, hold just on. like Daugherty we on. mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. There was there, there was a shaky one shaky moment that I about crapped my pants with him and him and Lino Leno Lino. Yeah. And in that moment I thought, Oh god, okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. That's the Louise spot. Guess who got man of the match with three goals? When when three goals were scored in a match, who's man of the match? It wasn't Arsenal that named him man of the match. It was someone in the Premier League named named Gabriel man of the match. Sure, tons of praise from his teammates. Uh, the aerial duels that he won, Arteta cro- praised him. The crosses that he stopped. Yeah. All I'm saying is he's he's I, not coming out. He's no, not coming out. He's not. No, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you on that. I don't even know what point you're making with that. Gabriel was good. He started out you were shaky. Saying he was shaky. He was shaky in the beginning. For 30 minutes. That first half hour was like, uh, okay. But, I mean, even I was like, I mean, it's the first 30 minutes of the season. Who cares? It's a debut with a new club. It's not like they had an extensive preseason. Biggest match of his right? life sure. to this point. No, sure. That's fair. So, I mean, I'm willing to give him a pass on that. But, but yeah, he was a little shaky. But then, you know, he scored a goal, and I think that calmed him down quite a bit. All right, so Reese James we disagree on. Willian we agree on. Wilfried Zaha. Scored. Could have scored a second. He just does his Zaha thing. I'm just exhausted with him. I'm. What's his price point? Seven. I feel like it's a seven. Seven. Seven and a half. I'm not owning him. He's too inconsistent. He is seven, and it's. Look, we talked about it last week. Pointed out what 
what was obvious from preseason is that he was playing up front out of position with IU. Which I, I, which I like. Yeah, of course you like that more. And he, I'd say he looked like his explosive self a little more than we saw last season. I just think, what's with Roy Hodgson like shopping for him? Like on his behalf is what I mean. Like, well, why aren't people banging down the door to buy this young feller? Like, I think I, to he's me, sick I, of it, too. I think he's just as exhausted as David. Right. Honestly. And he keeps saying he wants out. No, this Brian, is how many seasons now into this. This he, is exactly why, like, he scored a goal. He's the good uncle. He wants to see good things for Zaha right. and see him go to a bigger club. I love the young man. He's an outstanding player. Yeah. But, at, but at some point, he's just got to get purchased by a club that really truly can use his talents well, right he's talking as much to the palace board as he is to any club who might want zaha that's the thing regardless fpl dud all around in an, in a season where even abundance of midfielders to choose from you're not going to will zaha i'm not all right let's move on to newcastle we all have talked about callum wilson we've talked about alan st maximan i added in newcastle defender but the one guy who may be impressed the most, Jeff Hendrick, FPL stud or dud. Silence. That I means think, I've asked a good question. I think he's it is a dud, man. 14 if, points. If, if, he, if he's in the top 20 at the end of the season, midfield scoring, I'll, uh, I'll say Ashley at Barnes five is the pounds, greatest forward of all time. At five pounds in the midfield. It's encouraging. He does not have to I'll be in the say top this. twenty. Okay, it if was, you want to bring in price point, that's fine. Well, what do you mean? That's the reality. He's at five pounds. He's a five-pound midfielder for a club that we feel good about. That's got, like you like to call it, the good mojo going. I'd rather have 14. Jorginho at five zero. Fair. I don't know about uh, that. Look, though. Jeff Hendrick. I think Jeff Hendrick is going to be a better real-life signing than fantasy asset. But for the price, look, what I was going to say is encouraging is he had more touches in the West Ham box than Alan St. Maximan did. Right. So 22.4% own St. Maximan. If he's going to be in those positions, then he absolutely can continue to be a supplier. I don't know that you obviously you're not counting on him to score a goal and get an assist every week, but right. but still, yeah. I mean, I, like I would say, uh, Sochek owners, perfect example. West Ham is in a shambles to start the season. It's true. They were a shambles over the summer. West Ham fans, I don't know if you're going to be surprised to hear this. They're not happy. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> with with anything, with the ownership or with the state of the team, it's just if you have someone like him and you and you don't need someone that's four or five, if you don't need to hold on to Dale Stevens, then yeah, Jeff Hendrick, sure, why not? He's he's a rich man's John Joe Shelby. But if you are part of the nearly a quarter of people playing this game. Who have St. Maximan. You're not going to also have Hendrick, probably. Not right? at all. No, Two thank, discount no thank you. Defense, I, want, I want ASM, so let's, let's move on. All right, on. deal. Dud, dud for me. Uh, all right, I already gave away my answer to the fifth and final name on this list. Leicester defender James Justin. Dud. Four and a half. I get the appeal based on price point and the fact that he has no competition while Pereira's hurt, but the fact that he gave you returns in game week one covers over the fact that 
he's not that good. Until he got kicked on his way out of the penalty area. <laughs> uh, no, the yellow card was not good. Although, I will say, he was scoring well in the bonus point system, but that tends to happen for defenders uh, while a clean sheet is still in place. You like the matchups. You like the situation, which is about all you need for someone who's four and a half. I get that. Until Ricardo Pereira is taking his spot back, James Justin is just as much stud as he is uh, anything else. Interesting. That's interesting because my strategy, as I gave away earlier, was to say, like, I have a a rotation of four, four four-and-a-half-pound defenders playing alongside TAA in my defense. I've diversified, you know, what clubs they're on so that I can play anyone based on matchup in that defense. Three defenders, four defenders, it's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have any Foxes. I certainly don't have James Justin. But based on what you're saying, maybe he would be good to have in that rotation. Even still, I've already made my free transfer, and it was not Vinegra for Justin. It was Vinegra for Holding. And that says everything I want to say yeah, about that. Yeah, there are a lot. I know. There are a lot of great four-and-a-half defenders. It's just, it, like, I just, I think that what, you're, what you are glad to see is that he was in the penalty area to get kicked. And so. Right man at the right time. You are not expecting that every week. However, it is encouraging that when he started with a yellow card, he finished with nine points. Like that, that was a, a, a great outcome yeah. for a guy that looked like he was headed for a five. We talked a little bit at the end of last week's episode about the one major decision that pretty much everyone had to make. It had to do with captain. Game week one captain. The debate was, do you do Aubameyang versus Fulham or do you do Salah versus Leeds? The benefit of Aubameyang is it's Fulham. Better mm-hmm. matchup, everyone thought, because Leeds has that excitement behind them. But at the same time, Salah gave you a home captaincy. Aubameyang did not. The most captained player going into game week one was Aubameyang, and he scored a goal. And when he scored a goal in the second half of that match, I, even I tweeted out, finally, Aubameyang owners are going to go ahead and settle down now. This, this is giving them some kind of return for their captaincy That's right. that they're looking for. And then, just a few hours later, Mo Salah goes and scores a hat trick, including, a. I mean, the first goal went in before the fourth minute ended, I think. And so then it was like, well, Salah owners are probably a little happier that they captained Salah. Game week one, captaincy debate went to Mo Salah. Yeah, well, he was gifted penalties, so that was nice. That was nice that he was gifted those. Sure, agreed. Although he did earn the first Goals one. are goals, Scott, and goals count for fantasy points. Points are points. Listen. Goals are goals. If I had to make a decision, and I was I was dangerously close to not only choosing Mane over Salah, but captaining Mane mm. in addition to choosing Mane over Salah. And weirdly enough, the thing that swayed me in the end was just looking at their home stats last season. I, I, to me, in my mind, I was thinking Mane was better for some reason, and he just was not. And yeah. Salah was just... Salah exceeded him in in every category at home last season. I ended up choosing Salah as my Liverpool midfielder and as my captain over Aubameyang. Obviously, that paid off. But the thing for Salah that is scary, nine shots, easily the most of anyone in the week, 21 touches in the Leeds penalty area. The next closest player had nine 
Sala Mo was, Sala was the guy in this match. He he used full rhino foot to blast the back of the net off Dave, and then his and that was on his penalty. His goal was the same. Oh, like beautiful. It was he, vintage Sala. That was a terrifying Sala performance. Yes, it and was. I'm saying that as somebody who tried to find every reason to not start the season with him. And man, oh man, I. Jeez. Yeah. That was quality. scary. It was Sala. a quality performance. Yeah. And obviously those who captained Sala had a good week just on that basis alone. He was the man of the game week with 20 points, 40 if you captained him. Mane wasn't bad. He just didn't get he just didn't get a return. But I mean, Brian, all of all of the underlying stats for Mane were fine. It's just holy cow. I mean, there Brian, was it was ridiculous. I hate to say this, but 120 plus thousand People have transferred out Saudi Amane following game week one. Oh, of course. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> While the prices are the exact same, I mean, oh my goodness. That would be the fastest transfer Scott, ever. People would have listened to our podcast where we said they're, they're not at the same price point. There's never yeah. in a time have they ever been teammates where, where Mane has outscored Salah. All so right. now that they're at the same price I, point, I, you I, own Salah. I'll I say this. Say. Well, I was going to say, I, I tried this first. I desperately tried to put them both in. I just looked at it and said, going into this week, which would I rather have, Salah, Mane, and St. Maximan, or, or Salah or Mane, Sun, and Havertz, mm-hmm. or Pulisic is where I ended up going. And no matter how I looked at it going into week one, I always liked the 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 fun spread out more that way. I just I'm glad I got the I got cut, got the choice right. I mean, I told you that I was upset with you at the beginning of this pod for your stress about the prices, but I do have you to thank for going to Sala over Mane. I had Mane in my lineup for the longest time, and you gentlemen sold me on nice. Sala. And here's the thing: we didn't necessarily say this leading into this season, but we've definitely said it just about every other year that we've done this podcast. A home captain. Tends to be a smarter move. I, I always love a home captain. I, I like a home captain more. Fulham was the better matchup just on matchup alone. But I, there were two things that swayed me. I have both Aubameyang and Salah to start the season. And the thing that made me choose Salah as my captain, number one, I'm a Liverpool fan, not an Arsenal fan. That was ultimately what tipped the scales. But it sure. was also the fact that Salah was at home. Yeah. And that, that ended up being the better weighing. move. And he ended up scoring 20 points, as we mentioned. Let's go briefly we've mentioned some of these guys who were on the uh game week one dream team let's use this to kind of discuss some of the major storylines out of the game week as well Salah, we already mentioned we've already also discussed two arsenal players who made the dream team we discussed gabrielle and we discussed william uh jamie vardy was the lone forward in the dream team let's go back to Jorginho just briefly chelsea played today as we're recording against brighton he ended up getting 12 fantasy points largely because of a penalty kick goal at five pounds, are you going to Chelsea's Jorginho, Dave? I know you mentioned that you that was an interest of yours. It, is that is that a legitimate thought? If you need that price point, yeah, probably. Like, Maybe. And, and, and that's the, the problem for me is that I want to find 0.5 more to get to. The guys set. that you really want. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But if that's your price point, yeah, sure. Jorginho's on penalties. So he did. He did is, leave. He wasn't in. He that was an enforced change. He was hurt when he walked off today, so that was not a Virginia good. Virginia walked off hurt. Yes, it was a sub that was necessary because of injury. So the question will be going into next week See, how serious it is. Uh, have, yeah, absolutely. Do not premium. rush to get him. 
This is why you have to wait on things like this. Probably a lot of people, as they're watching, thought, I would like the Chelsea penalty taker. It's Jorginho. Quick transfer in. I better get him now. And then he leaves hurt. So. Listen, and that All goes right. back to the main point, which is I wish I could just wait until this coming Friday to make my free transfer. But I can't because people make moves like the 21,000 who transferred Sun out before he even played a minute. I digress. We already mentioned Jeff Hendrick. Let's move to the back. When Everton's goal was a Dina to DCL connection, I thought to myself, Oh, man, this is the last thing I need to have to make decisions even harder on who I'm going to bring in. If Dina to DCL is going to be a thing this season, I'm going to have to get into that, right? Well, Dina so makes the dream team. It's interesting. Dina makes the dream team. Look, it's not a matter of does he have the talent. It, it almost is sort of what are his teammates going to do around him. Is that fair, Brian? I mean, Dina always – can live on that dream team. But who is in he Everton's... He has that types of potential. Who is in Everton's midfield? Allen, Decore, yeah. James Rodriguez. They're the best three new midfield that Dina's had in a long time. And what happened? I- I'm not saying that they're... Like, that was obviously a free kick goal, so I'm not saying there's a direct connection there. But the fact that they were able to win that match and Dina was able to add on clean sheet points, this is an Everton team... Like, Carlo Ancelotti is no joke as a manager. No, he's good. He knew what he needed, and honestly, yeah, those guys Abdoulaye, are th- those guys are there because of him. Abdullah Dekore is going to be the signing of the summer. Mark it down. He's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's that was be, a huge quiet. A it's a, yeah, he's going to be love a really great signing. I would love for him to land at Arsenal. He would have fit in. Uh, to quote Scott, to go back to your earlier point, to quote the FPL America uh, article number four forward <laughs> season preview uh, in the section on price drops concerning Richarlison, I. Uh, made the statement that uh, Everton has joined Chelsea as one of the clubs most likely to mess up all of our plans this season. Yes. And now that certainly includes striker, and you can probably add a probably overpriced Dina to the list because he's yeah. it's only muddying things. A guy that, I mean, Hamas Rodriguez being as really good as he was, they needed someone who is... They needed Swansea Gilfy, not Everton Gilfy. And now they have Hamas Rodriguez, who's probably so good. probably above Swansea Gilfy. He was amazing in this. He instantly showed everything that you wanted to see if you were an Everton fan. And their schedule is amazing. Like, DCL is probably going to have to be a transfer in up front at some point soon. Well... Yeah. You want to you want to go in the numbers on that? Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say it. I saw someone tweet it. Unfortunately, I never pay attention to who tweeted it, but someone put up a fantasy football fix side by side, Brian, of the stats between. Well, DCL I mean, if it's if it's just Charleston, look, if it's just heat maps, and it's I mean, you can look at the the basic numbers. No, it's it, but what I'm saying is Richarlison took seven shots and Calvert Lewin took two. That's exactly what I was trying to, and then. All the, the only person who took more shots, right? The only person who took more shots than Richarlison was Salah. He had five shots in the box, which was tied for the second most. So five of seven shots in the box already. You're like, and if you saw, if you watched, if you watched Spurs and Everton, you saw if if they had lost, if it went one one, Richarlison hands down wins wasteful player this week. No question about it. Even in an even in an outstanding offensive performance, but they didn't. 
because they tightened up, and also they were playing Spurs, who decided to sub off their probably their most dangerous <laughs> attacking player at halftime, which is hilarious. No, he had t- he was tied for the most in big chances this week. He had nine touches in the opposition box, which, as we just mentioned a little bit ago, only Salah had more than that. Like, Richarlison obliterated him in the stats. And, yeah, great. DCL got a perfect delivery, attacked the ball perfectly. Richarlison easily should have left that game with a brace, if not a hat And yet a the most trick. important number to me oh, about Richarlison is 100,000. You ready? 100,000. Transfers out, I'm sure. No. Blades of grass on his body from all the rolling around. Oh, okay. Hey, here's the other thing, and this is real. <laughs> Whoscored.com, fantastic stat site. Out of all the players in FPL that played this weekend, guess who was number two, Brian? Number two to Sala in total performance. And there's nothing that you like more. And he a, did not th- score. Than a solid number two. And he did not score, and his name is Richarlison. <laughs> look, so I, he look. was doing a lot of things that show up that didn't show up on the scorecard, not yet show up on the stat sheet. So much so, his ranking was second highest without an assist or a goal. What I'm saying is, not to refer back to the preseason forward preview article, but that that was my, I mean, I did not understand that at all from a money perspective going into the season that so many more people owned Richarlison. It was like 4% ownership difference between the two of them before the season even kicked off. And I just thought, I thought money matters here. If anything, yeah. you'd think going into it, you would start with Calvert-Lewin and wait and see what happens with Richarlison. If I had to start right now between the two of them, I think I'm taking Richarlison. Really? And I feel like it's I would do what I could to find that extra dollar. I have no interest in Richarlison, only DCL. Sure, it's partly personal. But when you have a seven-pound defender in DCL, what are you looking for in terms of output? Striker, you said defender, seven. I'm defender. sorry. Again, it's second half of the pod. Bourbon's talking. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Seven-pound striker. What are you looking for? 12 goals? 14? Sure, sure. 12. Is 12 DCL is... going to get 12 goals this season? Why not? Yes. I think so. Yes. Uh, play... So why wouldn't you bring him in and save that pound and put it somewhere else? I hope. Charleston hope... might get 15 to 20. I would make a bet. He'd yes, buy. a bet. Oh, we did it. We did it, America. We did it everywhere else. It's a bet. Dave is betting right now that Richarlison is going to score over 14.5 goals. He is taking the over on Richarlison, 14.5 goals. Scott is taking the under. You're writing this down? I'm typing it out as we speak. Yeah, we did it. I, I feel like I just made a bet, and I didn't even make a bet. This I, is exciting. I just made a bet without making a bet. I, Listen, I love that bet. I make I, I love I love it when I make bets that I get to cheer against players that I really just want to cheer against. I haven't wanted to cheer against someone as badly like this, Richarlison this is so foolish. since Zlatan was I'm in the Premier League. I'm looking something up right now. Has he ever scored... 15 goals in his uh, life. Has this he, is Carlo has he, Everton, I sir. was going to say, has he ever had uh, delivery from Hamas Rodriguez? No. Uh, has he ever been this active going forward in his no. career? No. I mean, he rolls forward a lot. He scored 13 twice. Oh, man. You feel and, good about 15? And now, and now I do feel better about 15 now. Yeah, he I was going to say. He scored 13 last year. He scored 13 oh, my last goodness. year rolling around. Now he's got Hamas and Alan back there. 
He's challenging for the golden boot. Dave's writing it down right now. Yeah, right. Let's let's go, you blues. All right, we've covered Wait. the majority of the dream team. Okay, keep going. I was going to ask about somebody in there, but don't go worry. Ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. no, no. Brian's mini one last thing. No, mini, I just mini look, aversion. Percentage chance that you own Dina in the next two game weeks? Zero. Okay. All right. Uh, zero. Uh, okay, too expensive. Too expensive. That's all, I mean, that's I, I. I feel like he's gonna get returns, and Castania, I feel like we're all gonna wish Castania we had. Castagna for Lester. I'm not owning. He he needs to mention when he's in the dream team. Let's let's be done with it. He's then. your Chilwell replacement. The guy's uh, got a role. I mean, this is not a. I don't trust Lester defense. It's expensive. He scored fourteen. I he scored fourteen. I don't, I don't how much does it, wait? How much does he cost? He cost uh, five five. And how much does Ka- Chalar Soyuncu's cost? Okay, any Sayanchu owner should own this guy. I sure. would like you to say the number, though, out loud. <laughs> how uh, much did Castagna cost? 5-5. Five, five. And how much did Chalar Sayanchu cost? Sayanchu costs... 5-5. Five, five. Congratulations five, five. to everyone who owns Chalar Sayanchu this season. Uh, how many points did Justin score again? Did he have nine? Nine. Uh, how many did Sayanchu have? Six. Congratulations to everyone who owned Chalar Soyuncu this week. Really great move. I cannot thank you enough for owning Soyuncu. I do not understand that at all. All right, let's roll through some of the uh, the segments that we like to uh, use that set our podcast apart from all the competitors, old and new alike. Let's start with the Christian Benteke. Wasteful Player of the Week award. It's for Charleston, for you. Well, it would be. It also. That's what I just said when he was on the toilet. It also would. Hey, don't give away my secrets here. <laughs> it also would have been Raul if his miss in the match today had mattered at all towards the overall result. But the the miss that actually mattered the most it was Raheem Sterling at, against Ajax. Especially at the moment that it occurred, was Lewis Dunn. Oh, that was brutal. Yes. Lewis Dunk's missed header. I mean, it is Lewis Dunk. I mean, he is Mr. Reliable is when Mr. it comes header, to those dude. goals. But he missed. He completely missed, and it mattered at that moment against Chelsea. Congratulations, Lewis Dunk. You are the Game Week 1 winner of the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award. I mean, my personally, it goes to Rodrigo, but not for wasteful, not a, a for wasteful, wasteful individual play. But not wasteful. Giving in terms away of a the, Leeds yes, one point. Yeah, for after me, they for me, three points. No one, three yeah, no one wasted. No one, no one wasted an opportunity to make a cameo appearance in Rodrigo. All right, but I agree with you. Dunk, too I'm bad. Gonna move to back to Saturday for Scott's stat of the day. Yeah, I'm gonna look at the West Ham Newcastle match. We've talked a lot about how disgruntled West Ham fans are. We talked a lot about how happy we are with Newcastle. So much so that the one club that I have three players from in my fantasy lineup is Newcastle. Mostly because price point just fits. I can have a 4.5 Newcastle defender. I can have St. Maximan in the midfield. And I can have Callum Wilson in my discount front line. Callum Wilson obviously giving an immediate return. But the Scott stat of the day from this match is the number five. Five, Brian. Five, the number of ounces of Icy Hot or Blue Emu that Andy Carroll had on his groin. (laughs) Always a good guess. Ice (laughs) or some other. Dave, that was one of your best 
Scott stat guesses. I'm trying ever. to step up my Scott uh, yeah, stat guesses because I was about to, I was about to go ruthless here. <laughs> okay. okay. Five is the number of minutes that David Moyes has left as West Ham manager. Five minutes before that guy is gone. Wow. Okay. It wow. might be the number of it might be the number of javelins that West Ham fans throw <laughs> through him on his way out of town. Five five pickaxe hammers that yeah. are thrown at him on the way out of town. Is that unfair though? I know that that's not, not the point. Like you want me to say what five actually means, but yeah. But I think that's unfair. To Moyes? Yeah, it's unfair to David Moyes. hundred percent unfair. West Ham fans need to stop so badly about their squad. They're in London. What else are they supposed know, to do? West Ham are that club what? that are not entirely self-aware about who they actually are. So much so that they stay single their entire Scott. life because they Scott. never find the right person for them. You know what they want? All they want is some Crystal Palace production right now. Okay? They, they Crystal Palace? Okay. They're they're no different than Crystal Palace. Oh really? Well, they're not getting second the, half not, of the they're table. They're not getting Crystal Palace production. They're not. Crystal Palace knows who they are. That's the only. They're gonna end up side by side in the table. Crystal Palace fans are gonna be fine with that. West Ham fans won't be because West Ham fans don't actually have the self awareness to know who they are. There's no reason. Oh my that goodness, that, that, you are off the rails yeah, tonight. Yeah, I think you are. There's no reason why West Ham can't be better than Leicester or Wolves. So it, when you see other clubs like Leicester Wolves above you on the table significantly, you're like, what the hell is going on up in the office? Okay, so I think it's a reasonable question. They have a, they have a proper stadium, and they're a proper-sized club. I'm just saying they could get that type of production. They're, bigger, they're a bigger club than Wolves. They're a bigger club than Leicester, and they're not getting that production. I, I think if I'm their fan and I'm not, I'd be upset with it too. If Crystal Palace finishes 11th, you're not going to hear anything about Roy Hodgson being out as Crystal Palace no, manager. You're right. that's if right. West Ham finishes 11th, West Ham fans are going to be obnoxious. Uh, yeah, but be fine with 11th. Oh my goodness! So it's but I think that's so far above what the expectation is for them right now. I think I, agree I think with that. I think the optimism of a few summers ago when it was you know what whatever Felipe Anderson was hoped to be and kind of getting what looked like some uh, some ambition. Now, I mean, it's, it's, it's that there's no one, there is the only name that is still being discussed at all is James Tarkowski. And, and even then, I don't think any, the, James Tarkowski. the only no. name that's being mentioned as far as transfers in, like for, to, to buy is James Tarkowski. And I don't think anyone in a West Ham fan is going to say, yeah, that's going to be it. That'll that's, solve that's our problems. Secret. I think it's only just going to be more disappointment because it's going to be sad that we got James Tarkowski and we're getting relegated. They did do some business, though. Here's the thing that I'm so upset about all this talk about how West Ham hasn't done enough business. They brought in officially Socek, which I get you had him for last season. Right. But you made that official. You brought him in. Jared Bowen is going to be a great signing for them. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Who? Shut up, Jared Bowen. <laughs> Declan Rice is a very good player. He just needs more around him. And he's going to get sold. Mikhail Antonio is a is a good forward when he's healthy. He's a very good forward when he's healthy. Sure. The problem is what you have is a lot of guys who are average in a lot of places. And what West Ham need to be able to do is bring in a world-class manager who's going to be given three years to fix the whole culture. That's really, truly the problem. 
They need to bring in a Carlo Ancelotti who's going to come in and completely fix the culture. Or a Jurgen Klopp and the time that he was given to get Liverpool where it is. That's what West Ham actually need. Because when you look at a lot of the players, I mean, Ogbonna's fine. Cresswell's okay. No, they've been t- that Cresswell is not okay. Okay. As Sam Inkersoll said from Football.London this week, for West Ham to head into the first game of the new campaign with the same back four that played the vast majority of last season is criminal. Mm. The regression for everyone. Ryan Fredericks, not the answer. Issa Diop, not great. Balbuena is not even in the team anymore because of how bad he's been. Aaron Cresswell, they have been trying desperately to find someone to replace Cresswell for years. This defense is going to kill them. But they're getting relegated if they stay on this pace. Fact. David Moyes didn't bring any of those guys in. Sure. That is an owner. This is a, this is why the gripe is primarily with the ownership. This and isn't like... Moyes. So I Moyes think the, should not right. be giving five javelins to the back as he's leaving town. They're throwing javelins trying to hit the rest the of the owners, and, and Moyes and is just... just a, to, Moyes what? happens to be at the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, that's what I think is Friendly fire. No, I'm I, just saying he's not going to last, and he's not the answer. I think the feeling is similar about Roy Hodgson at at Crystal Palace. I think it's like a good stopgap, but somebody's going to have to be more permanent at some point. I just think all this anger about West Ham is just misguided, and it's very frustrating to hear. I'm furious. I hope the fans burn the whole stadium. (laughs) That beautiful stadium (laughs) that they hated from day one. No, the number five is the number... Sorry. Scott Stat. Holy... Oh, man, that's... Listen, At some point, I stopped that music because you got tired of hearing it. I just started it back up. But yeah, okay. but Listen. to be fair, no one wants to hear Here I Go Again on My Own by Whitesnake that long. I have I wish. been so frustrated. You know I might play that. Oh. But I've been so frustrated about this West Ham angst for a long time. I had to I had to divert us into that for just a few minutes. Right. Five Scott's side of the day from the West Ham Newcastle match is actually the number of years in a row in which West Ham have lost their game week one match. You know the last time they won it? I, I remember specifically. Was it against Arsenal? It was. It absolutely was. I remember where I was. I was at the beach in the Outer Banks in North, in North Carolina, and I remember watching that game, thinking they lost that, that opening match against West Ham. No doubt in my mind. That's hilarious. I was just glad that the Brian Chesco derby ended exactly the way I thought it would this week. Which was what? <laughs> Newcastle winning. Newcastle winning over... West Ham. But this is we the just Brian, talked about West Ham. This is the Brian Chesco Derby played by West Ham and Newcastle when you're a alleged Blades fan. Oh, yeah, all in on the Blades. And, and <laughs> while you're here tonight, you're wearing a Gilfie t-shirt. I'm all sports. It's Swansea. I'm all, it's Swansea Gilfie. It's Swansea Gilfie. I'm all sports tonight. I'm also Philly, Philly 76ers while I'm wearing a, 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 a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pirates hat. hat. Terrible yeah. clash of cultures here. And I'm also dressed the same way I was for work today. Nice. Yeah, nice well, to be able to work, work from home. Yeah. I actually uh, think you're a liar because you're wearing pants. Oh. People don't wear pants to work these days, Brian. They're sweats. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> VAR had a little bit of an appearance in game week one. VAR is good again. It's good again. We talked about Tyreek Mitchell for <laughs> they, Crystal Palace. They changed the rules. Well, FIFA forced them to change the rules. And you can talk about the corruption of FIFA, and I'll listen to you all day long, because FIFA is corrupt. Hold on, hold on. A lot of the corruption has gotten 
A lot of the people yeah. that were caught up in corruption are in court right now. But so. the guy running it still in some he's still just in some trouble. Anyways. Regardless, Kyle Walker Peters, the guy we talked about, Southampton Defender, we mentioned him earlier. He he deserved more than the one fantasy point he got. But he almost got you negative points mm. because he saw a red card from John Moss after a challenge on Tyrick Mitchell where his foot went in high and it came down on the foot of Tyrick Mitchell. It was discount defender on discount defender crime. Mm -hmm. John Moss gave the red card, which meant that VAR could take a look at it. VAR did, and instead of saying, nothing to see here, which is probably what would have happened last year, no doubt. support the referee's decision on the pitch, VAR says, ah, John, take another look at that on the monitor. Yeah. So John goes over and he looks at it on the monitor. And he changes. He he walks over to Kyle Walker Peters. He pulls out the red and he puts his arms in a like he he brings his hands together and then he puts them apart really fast to say, "I'm taking this away." Taking it away. Yellow card instead. And Kyle Walker and Peters. He, did he shake it like a little bit more vigorously in his face? In my mind, he did. Okay. And in my real life fantasy squad, I went from negative Kyle Walker Peters points <laughs> to one point, and I cheered. Sure, sure. It you was did. a celebration. Sure, you did. It was a celebration for my fantasy point. Yeah. And a celebration for VAR and England being what I wanted it to be all along. Good job, VAR. Scott, following this, this is a perfect time for me to roll into my mea culpa of the week. Hmm. I, uh, in our Are you creating something new? I was going to say, I'm glad this pod, is a weekly segment. In our preseason pod. <laughs> Uh, I said, well, it, Brian always says in a segment we like to call Dave's new Mia Culpa segment of the week. Yeah. You make that many bad decisions? Uh, yes. <laughs> I just don't vocalize them. Just no, calling them out. In the, in the preseason pod, I said I was all in on Southampton. And I want to apologize right now to anyone that, I, that heard me and bought into anything I said. In the moment, <laughs> I truly did kind of believe it. And Brian, you even said, oh, Southampton could be, is one of those clubs that you could look at and go like, oh, like. Yeah, I could see that. And then on the other side, if someone's playing Southampton, you could be like, oh, well, I could see that. Right? You literally could look at them both ways. Yeah. In the process of my reshuffle uh -huh. and my complete change of, of team, I, I got rid of Danny Ings, who was in my team at the time. I got rid of Kyle Walker-Peters, who was in my team at the time. Hmm. And I got rid of McCarthy, who was in my team at that time. What? I literally went from three Southampton players in when we recorded the preseason pod to – when I started uh, Saturday morning, I had zero. And so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes you make mistakes. I'm man enough to admit when I make mistakes. If I influenced anyone and you're looking at me like, you stupid idiot, I took Kyle Walker-Peters because of you. I took McCarthy because of you. I'm sorry. I will do better. I'm just saying sometimes you make mistakes. I'm sorry. I actually did pretty good, and I didn't have those players. <laughs> it is humbling, though, to think that people might actually make moves because of words we say. Um, it, it, it can happen. So it we definitely we, can. Obviously, we always need to be aware of that. Hey, I balanced us out. Wait, why? I still have McCarthy and Kyle Walker-Peters in my lineup. So do I. I have, I have Jay Adams, too. Why was everyone all hyped about Southampton again? <laughs> do we know why? They're, they're Southampton. I like I liked the southampton Hoodle, uh restart. Southampton players no. who had nothing to play for. And it's were... not the restart. Here's the thing. Right. It's home Southampton. It's home Southampton. And they were away in game week one. 
They play Spurs in game week two, but they play them at home. And I'm telling you, you're going to get more points. Mark it down, Dave. You're going to get more points from your Saints against Spurs at home than you did at Crystal Palace. Well, it's not going to be hard to beat, Scott, because they didn't get anything at But it's Spurs. Mourinho's. Okay, never mind. It's not that big of a claim. All right, I get it. I'm starting a new public service. Southampton should have scored at least twice. Okay. Next segment. He's yes, right. moving on. I'm starting a new public service announcement campaign. Okay. I'm calling it Don't Drink and Drop. Don't Drink and Drop. Don't Drink and Drop. Okay. The worst thing you can do for the rest of us who are trying to be responsible with Fantasy Premier League is not to drink and drop. Says I, as I am finishing off my second round of bourbon, but don't drink. I made my free transfer completely sober, Dave. Really? Don't drink and drop. I would drop Mitrovic if I could, if I owned him. Okay, you're saying that because you know that I'm going to Mitrovic <laughs> next. I'm I, angry at you about this. I'm going to start my own chapter of sad. Scott against drunk dropping. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yeah. Yes! That's unbelievable. I will be the first member of sad. That is amazing. Scott against drunk dropping. I am. 100%. Don't do it. Don't drink drink and drop. Dave, were you still a little drunk at 5 a.m. when you made all those changes to your lineup? Shockingly, I wasn't. Uh, mm. And looking back, and, and I can I can roll through my – not that anyone cares, but I literally went, uh, added Rob Holding and Leno, and then I went crazy, Scott. I talked to someone the night prior. His name could have started with a Brian and ended with an Esco in his name. <laughs> and he mentioned to me that he, he saw someone else crazy – who had this idea, and I liked it because I just never felt comfortable with my team, and I went for it, and that was owning Virgil Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold as they were far and away scored more points in the defender positions than anyone else behind them last year. And that differential is massive when you look at if you don't own them, who else are you owning, as opposed to midfielders where Aubameyang could score. He'll probably be close to Salah and Mane at the end of the season, um, maybe Sterling into Brown at two. You start looking at other players. So I kind of went crazy, pretty much changed my entire defense and goalkeepers. Ended up feeling pretty good about it. I The one thing that didn't happen, I did not have solid a captain. And so I was able – I ended the week you with a 66. You would have had an amazing week I know, I, I, ended up the, I ended the week with a 66. And that was That's respectable. A solid captain. I had a captain of Bamiyang. I ended up having Wilson and uh, DCL uh, starting – Along with um, Sun, same maximum, and then I ended up playing five defenders because Pooh Lissick didn't play, so Mitchell got, came in off my bench for six points. So it ended up being a good week uh, for me. Had Jed Steer in the buttonhole. Uh, is it Jed Steer? Please tell me it's Jed Steer. It is Jed Steer. Uh, had Jed Steer in the buttonhole. I'm not going to even say the other goalkeeper so that we don't <laughs> have to hear three names from you. Anywho, yeah. Look, I did. I made crazy changes, and uh, so look, I sur- I survived a week where I didn't have Salah, um, and um, I feel lucky. I didn't. I feel lucky. Anyone who got anywhere near average without captaining Salah should feel great about their week. Yeah, one. but also the fact that you have three Liverpool defenders, the three. Yeah, and you did okay, in part because Robertson to Virgil, right? Right. Happened. Yeah. Is everything about the Liverpool? Big three defenders. Everything. I know. All you were missing was a Trent Alexander-Arnold return. 
and you would have felt great about it. I mean, I yeah. Even while they gave up three goals, I you're know. not like I, and I didn't get I didn't killing get, yourself I didn't get over that cheat points from that. Right. They're going to be weeks and a lot where, of people thought Virgil could have scored twice. Well, he did, and it got called back for a foul. So yeah. and that happened against Arsenal in the Community Shield too, where he scored and it got called back. That's interesting. Yeah, he's scoring goals that are getting called back. All right, Brian. We just got done talking about West Ham. One of the things that made West Ham fans angry was that they, I think they sold, right? They had loaned out they last did. year, and this year they sold a guy that we've talked about, Grady Diangana. We talked about him in our promoted club pod. They sold him to West Brom, where he had fit right in last year, and you know now West Brom's going to need him, and they're going to rely on him to help them stay up this season. Not looking great one weekend, by the way. But there was something weird that happened in that whole process. And as soon as I realized it, I said, Brian, I need you to do a how to say on this. Mm. What's going on with Grady Diangana's last name? I don't understand. Yeah, uh, Dave, do we want to have uh, some semblance of music for this? I'm sure we could probably come up with something. Um, semblance of music? Yeah, I just want to probably should have something behind this. Just, uh, just have noises going on in the background, Dave. Mm, noises. Yeah. Um. What's the uh, What's the pan the pan flute guy? Uh, Zam Zam Fear. I believe about. I believe Zam Fear is the okay. uh, is the okay. pan flute master. Uh huh. Zam Fear. Yes, master of the pan flute. I am a one hundred percent correct. Uh, Dave, did you just I Google that really quickly. Just to confirm myself, yes, absolutely, I did. I was, I just love that I was right as I said it. Dave, I would like Zamfir something from one of his greatest hits on the pan flute, please. Wow. Okay. Z a m f i r Zamfir. Zamfir. This um, is the weirdest start to I a how wait. to say. I can't wait for this. Yeah. This week's how to say is the first time that the only thing I can say is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I both love and don't love oh, that answer at the gosh. same time. Are you kidding me? Um, that concludes this week's How to Say. Uh, Wait, does that mean the Zamfir is done? It's over? No, no, keep the Zamfir rolling, oh, okay, Dave. Right, I swear, right. if you touch the Zamfir, you turn it off, Dave, I will throw the bottle right out your door. I won't. Do not do it. Did you drink the rabbit hole, by the way? I noticed the rabbit hole isn't out. It's downstairs. It's still here. Oh, okay. It's still here. The only I thing forgot, I... I forgot. Hey, listen, people are listening. There was an Instagram... Reply about rabbit hole. Was there last week? Yes. No yes, we are influencing the bourbon drinkers of America I love and that. the world. I love that. While we're while we're on it, we're currently tonight we're drinking my one of my personal everyday drinkers uh, from Buffalo Trace Distillery. Ancient, ancient age. Two ancients. Is that true? Not one. Two ancients. Not one. <laughs> Dave, I don't think that's true. I know I've had, for a I've fact had a lot. It's true. They are not. Yes, it is. Don't ancient, I... ancient age is absolutely not from Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace Distillery produces ancient, ancient age. I can promise you that. There's a reason why they call it Baby Blands. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. Right. All right, all right. It's, it's right We've had a there. lot of ancient, ancient Well, ancient I'll age. say this. <laughs> Zamfir is still going strong on the pan flute, as he should. 
I would like to get back to Grady Diangana here any Is second. Is it Diangana? However, though? it's not Diangana. Finish what you finish the sponsorship for tonight's. Oh, I'm saying for tonight's is, segment. If you want to have a, an excellent bourbon that tastes way better and higher quality with some caramel notes that I personally love, ancient, ancient age, two ancients, not one. Uh, you can find probably at your ABC store. It, it's sort of semi-rare, but you should be able to find it. And it is uh, got a gold label. Don't go with the yellow label. That's one ancient. Go with the two, the, the ancient, ancient. I know it's stupid. I call it AAA. Get it. Go get it. You will absolutely be happy. You will drink it and think, holy hell, what is this glorious, succulent, golden nectar that is pouring down my throat right now? Um, ABC is a specific reference to the Commonwealth of Virginia in the United States. Alcoholic, Bever- Carol- Alcoholic beverage Just control. Just wherever your bourbons North are Carolina sold. North Carolina has I- ABCs as well. So I was about right. to ask what the what the international equivalent to <laughs> an alcoholic beverage control, or as it is in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, different Commonwealth, uh, the wine and spirits store. You go to wine and spirits. That's you right. do not go to the ABC. Spirits. 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 Yes. Yeah, like, for fine, instance, fine, our all-star listener in England, what is he going to do? Fine wine and good spirits. Can I'm he get sure. ancient, ancient age? No. no unfortunately, man, I feel this bad This is where for the my, America... I feel bad for my European friends. Their, yeah, right. their access to good bourbon is so limited. Um, this is where the America is emphasized in FPL America. Man, I feel so bad for them. I'm sorry, guys. Looking at you, McSwanger. Hey, maybe we can ship them some. I would love to. One of these days, I swear, I, I've said, I told McSwanger this before. Our Give us your Irish, address. Irish buddy. I, I, I need to send him a bottle. Yeah. Give us your address. Yeah. You build it up so much, by the time he drinks it, it's going to taste like absolute garbage. <laughs> Bourbon gets better with age, my friend. Ancient, ancient age. That's right. Brian, back to you. The point is. <laughs> where were we? As Zamfir rolls on. Wow. I swear if it's Holy off, Stanford. I will Does leave this podcast. Roll. I will walk right out of this house. I will okay. not come back for All weeks right. on end. I'll keep it rolling. I'll keep it rolling. Grady Diangana, if you go search him on Twitter, he's Grady what looks like Diang. D-I-A-N-G. Uh, his kit looks like Diang. Exactly. West when, Ham says when West Diang. Ham when West Ham said hello and goodbye <laughs> to uh, to Grady, they said goodbye to and hello to a Grady Diang. And the answer to your question and the answer to the how to say segment, which we are finally ending officially, is I'm not really sure. If somebody can explain to me why exactly that is, I don't know if that's just a, simply an abbreviation. And he's just, it's just a faster way of typing out letters. I genuinely do not know. Hold on. All I know is there is not a pronunciation reason that I can find on the entire World Wide Web. Okay. I watched West Ham's, I keep saying West Ham. I I watched West Brom's match. West Brom, yes. Darnell Furlong was able to get his entire last name printed on the back of his kit. Furlong is seven characters long. I much prefer Furl or Furlough. But but no, it was Furlong. Well, that's his choice. Jake Livermore had Livermore. Oh, you of course love liver. Liver was not liver. It was Livermore. Pereira. I got the whole thing. You get what I'm saying? Of here. course. 
There was no reason for Diangana to abbreviate his last name unless he chose to do so. I'm, I'm looking for more here, Brian. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> okay. Can we end the Zamfir at least? Yeah. We can now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's all that we need to talk about from Game Week 1. Listen, I don't... I don't have any idea as we're sitting here whether or not this pod's any good. Sure. But one thing I know, we are unique. This is fact, Scott. We there's, are unique. There's no other idiocy that you're going to find on FPL the web. FL America is one of a kind. So we're done with game week one. Let's look ahead to game week two. Dave, as we are sitting here, and obviously you're going to change it big time before... Saturday morning, because that's what you did for game week one. But for game week two, looking ahead as we sit here, do you have your free transfer in mind, and do you have your captaincy in mind? I'm not making a transfer this week. Not that I know of at this moment. Uh, my captain, I'm, I'm keeping it the same. I'm keeping Aubameyang as my captain home to West Ham. Good choice. Yeah. Brian. Yeah, if you're talking about a non-Aubameyang uh, captain, which... No, I'm just I, asking about a captain. Well, my captain of the players I currently have in my squad, yes, is going to be Aubameyang. However, this is the week, the point of owning or getting to, or if you're wildcarding or whatever, obviously was to get to Manchester City or Manchester United, the preferable two, or the preferable club of those two, I think, going into this week is Manchester United and their matchup against Crystal Palace. Uh I think you're probably, if you already have him or if you're going to Bruno Fernandez, I think you're probably hoping he picks up where he left off. If it was me, I, I am still I very much, I'm going to, I will pound the Marcus Rashford drum until. You are un, pounding that drum. Until I have uh, blisters on my fingers. <laughs> um, so I love Marcus Rashford. Uh, Anthony Martial can't complain about that either. But if you want to kick things off with a Manchester player, I don't, I don't begrudge your choice of almost anyone. Beyond that, I mean, I, I really don't know who you're choosing because I feel like at this point the ownership is so drastic for all of these players. Yeah. You know, most, if you really wanted to go renegade and you somehow find hope or belief in Spurs playing at Southampton, uh, you know, choose. Maybe you choose Son. A lot you of still people, have Kane. A lot Maybe of people you have Kane. McCarthy, though, as their goalkeeper, right? Sure. So you're but, not going to captain against so, your goalkeeper. So that's a great point. Can I ask you a question about this? Quickly. Son's away, by the way. It's Southampton home against Spurs. Yeah, but I, I feel like you're just hoping that Son does what Son does at his best, which is kick the ball into the net. Um, when you're should you Should you have a significant change in the way you look at defenders and goalkeepers are you really actually looking at your goalkeepers every week or, or your defenders and goalkeeper every week and hoping i really am shooting for clean sheets here or is it more of like i'll take the points i can get from these guys and i i'm gonna have to have my money go into the attacking points yes Okay. You, you bring. I mean, that's my strategy. I mean, uh, speaking of what, th there's enough defenders out there you can find who are going to give you returns enough weeks to keep them in your lineup and put your money 
with the guys that you know will give you attacking returns more often than not. I just so, think as yes a, is the short answer. As a strategy point, I just feel like that it's it's extremely difficult. And I know that's a point broadly and you know talking point for people who are very very good at this game year over year about not rotating defenders, not rotating goalkeepers. It was one of the big uh, it was one of the big plugs for for starting your season with Nick Pope this year. And just saying, I'm going to sure. have Pope as a set-it-and-forget-it keeper. He had he had so many clean sheets last year. We trust Burnley's defense. There's no way they can regress because there's no such thing as regression to the mean. And I'm going to just have Nick <laughs> I disagree Pope. disagree with that. Right. So what I'm saying is like... But Burnley is Burnley. I mean, I, I think they're, they play close to their mean every season. So I don't think there's a lot of regression there necessarily. No, not at all. You know, I feel like you know that their strategy, what they do, is not gonna. It's not really gonna go away. But I just like look at the defenders who are most owned to go into this. Do you trust the Liverpool defense playing against Chelsea next week? Are you, like as you look at that, do you say yeah, clean sheet? Define trust. Do I? Okay, so no, I okay, don't look at that right. as clean sheet. So you're but not. I look at that as. Attacking returns. Sure. You're not chasing a clean sheet, though, is what I'm saying. 4-3. Are you going to be shocked if that score is 4-3 at the absolutely. end of that match? No, absolutely Are you going to be shocked not. if at least two of those defenders the news give about, you something? The news about Christian Pulisic gives me a little bit of hesitation, given the, given the Chelsea that we saw today. Just a quick note to say that the, the way set Lampard said training. is that, yes, he, took a step, he has had to take a step back. Can I just interrupt you and say yes. that if we had an actual, legitimate... Injury protocol, we would have known that before game week one yeah, kicked it off. It stinks for everybody who who went to Pulisic. I, I mean, Frank Lampard did what he should do, given the rules that he has in place. But listen, FPL, force your hand here. The Premier League needs an official injury protocol. We should have known about Christian Pulisic's setback in training last Wednesday? Probably. Long before a Monday kickoff well, for was, Game Week yeah, 1. I mean, you, you knew that he was training. There was like the optimism all of a sudden shot sky high, and I don't blame anyone for bringing him in. Yeah, but Frank Lampard is required by rule to say on Thursday, Pulisic had a setback in training. Yeah, or Friday. He's yeah, not in sure. my lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I'm no, so angry about that. I'm just saying, like, going down through, like, how Doherty, third most owned defender. You love, on paper... The matchup against Southampton. It's green. What, I don't love it. What I could like go it. wrong? I like it. I don't love it. Right. It's Southampton at home. And you're hoping that Doherty did what he almost did against Everton, which yes. is kick a ball into the net. So I'll get there in a second. <laughs> John Dan Egan, third most owned defender. You love Why? way you love way more the fixture Why? this week at Aston Villa. You're at Southampton. You, but you're they lost that fixture last season. No, no. This Did is Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, didn't they lose that? At Villa. Yeah, didn't Villa beat them to that, start Project Restart? Yeah, I'm saying you like that a lot more. And then the no, following. No, I don't. But on, I'm saying. But it's 15th green. place, Sheffield United? It's, 15th place, it's Sheffield green. United. I, the, I'm just trying to get sure, to. Sure, it's green. All I'm whatever. trying to do is get to a strategy point Avoid here the blades. Of saying, like, the most owned people that you have here, like, Justin. For all of the people that now are going to Justin as fast as they can, because they get to play Burnley at home. Burnley might not. It's true. Burnley might. I'm sorry. Not. If you're playing a lesser defender against Nick Pope in goal, you're hoping for nil nil. Right. That's exactly it. What I'm saying is like not going to happen. It's Leicester at home. It's Jamie Vardy who can score against anyone, 
and Burnley, who has shown a little more attacking endeavor in the preseason. Chris Wood could easily score a headed goal against Leicester. Jamie Vardy could easily score another penalty goal against Burnley. Like what I'm saying is I'm just I feel like for strategy strategy purposes, it is so hard not to look at the this is yet another rant against the color coded matchup system, first of all. And then second, just to say, I feel like the strategy seems like it has to be a lot more about as long as I have guys who are playing, like Tyrick Mitchell is a perfect example. You should have played, according to the numbers, you should have played Mitchell over Trent Alexander-Arnold this week, and it was not close. You should have put Mitchell in your starting lineup and benched Trent Alexander-Arnold for Mitchell. That is what the numbers say unequivocally. Instead, you started Trent Alexander-Arnold, and you were hoping Mitchell came in off your bench like he did for Dave. That is really lucky for you, Dave, and I'm very happy for you. I'm not happy for you. But I'll take my 66 points and roll into next week. I'm just saying, like, all of the, like, I think at this point, like, you saw with Venegra, you saw with, um, you know, it's going to happen here and there, where guys that you maybe anticipate something better than you get. Uh, I think it's more about points. I'm just saying, and yet again, uh, how fast can we change the color-coded system? Uh, and it's the reason why I feel like it's different. You, I feel like there needs to be two panels of color for uh, attackers and defenders. Leeds. Leeds, to me, after week one, is Leeds a green matchup for your defensive assets? I'm going to say something very controversial. Go ahead. After one week in the season, I guarantee you, Leeds is 100% overrated. Wow. Scott's overrated. relegating Leeds. Now, I'm not relegating them. Breaking news. I'm not relegating hey, them. I'll bet right now that they finish as a top 10 club. Oh, hell no. Top 12 club. Yeah, hell. two bets in top, one show. No. Top 12 club. This is. You said top 10, bro. Top 12. Oh, if you're so bold about it, go top 12. They are not top 10. Top 12. This is, you, cha- you can't change the bet after you start. This is what? exciting. You're, All right, let me finish my thought. Okay. They scored three goals against Liverpool. Two of those goals, they're not scoring those goals again this season. Hands down. They were amazing goals that are not getting duplicated again. They got in the net against Liverpool. It happened. They were amazing. You were looking at this through your Liverpool Matt, no, brother I'm Matt not. colored glasses. Look at You clicks. and brother Matt drinking the same friggin' red Kool-Aid and wearing your same red socks with your same red undies, wearing your same red T-shirts. All you can see is red. Says the Arsenal fan. Listen you'll, to me. You'll never, listen to me. Look, no, listen, look, listen to me. Listen I just, can, I just say, can I just say one one set of words? I have to respond to that. You'll never walk alone. Now say what <laughs> you got to sir. All right. Click. He's not scoring another goal this season. Maybe one. Who? That's it. Click's goal is not happening okay. again. Not that way. All right, so Jack Harrison. Brian, we now have a new bet. Click. All you have to do is score one more goal and I win that bet the rest of the season. Jack Harrison is not scoring that goal again this season. I'm not saying he's not going to score another goal. Okay. But the way he scored that one, that's not happening again. He's not going to have those three touches that he had on the way to the net on this oh, one. Oh, man, those, that was amazing. Two, it was amazing. Oh, it was and he's so got American amazing. connections. I don't hate Jack Harrison. That was a goal that he's not duplicating again this season. So I, I'm not saying Leeds is bad. I'm not saying they're getting relegated. I'm just saying they're not going to score two of those three here's goals the, are they here's again. The here's the official bet for Fantasy Premier League America. 
Dave says Leeds will finish 11th or better. Scott Split the difference. says they will finish 12 or worse. I'm in. Write it down. This is so exciting. Oh, man. This one could go this, right this down. This is to, reminiscent this of Newcastle, which I won last year. This could go down Bring to the wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is such an exciting bet. I thought the bet about Richarlison goals was exciting, and this one is... <laughs> This one I I can it's like it's like using a really good dandruff shampoo. My oh, scalp man. is listen, just tingling. Based right on now. one match, listen, I'm taking nothing away from Leeds' hey, three. I don't goals. have dandruff, by the way. I can't I take anything away say. from sure. Leeds. I do. I can't take anything away from Leeds' <laughs> three goals. But listen, they're not scoring those goals again. Okay. This season. All right. Uh, uh, is it a bet? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So that's exciting. It's down. Brian. We yes. covered your captain pick and transfer. Dave, did we cover yours? I don't even know where we are anymore. Did yeah. you tell no, us we did transfer? not. It's Dave's No, turn. No transfer right. and Aubameyang was my captain. Aubameyang is your captain. All right. If so, only you listened. Man, that is such helpful advice. I mean, I got all wrapped up in I know. Leads. It's so cookie cutter. Whatever. I, I, I got nothing. Here's the thing. The majority of FPL owners captain Aubameyang, and now he's in the top five of transfers out, right? Mm-hmm. And you should have captained home Salah. Guess what? Game week two, Salah's away at Chelsea. You could score a goal. Mane time. Sure. But Aubameyang Firmino. is home. Firmino time. <laughs> Aubameyang. It, it might be Firmino Mane time. But Aubameyang's home against West Ham. So guess what? I captained Salah game week one Yeah. against what the majority did. I'm going to Obama Yang sure. game week two, home it against West Ham. Makes sense. Why not? This Home captain. I, listen. This West Ham team, Brian, this is not good. Oh my gosh, this is this is a toilet bowl that is mm. set on fire, thrown into a, a dumpster that is also on fire. Sure, but wait, that has been heaved into a black hole. Can we start the hashtag this, free David Moyes? <laughs> oh, free this, David Moyes. Listen, it's not his fault, is it? Well, he's got to do. But as long no, as someone no. named Gold is owning that squad, right? He, that's the trouble. Every manager is going to gripe if they can't buy the players, if they can't buy the players that they want. And did he get to buy anyone? No, not really. Did they, did they do anything other than finalize the deals for players who are solid for them? Look at what. Look at the way Mark Noble reacted at the sale of the Angana. It's true. He very publicly was upset, furious, yeah. and rightly so because he just sold a player who is about the closest thing that constitutes a future. For the club, yeah, and yeah, are they one of the oldest clubs too? I mean, they're pretty. It's old. not good. Yeah. This is not good, and Liverpool or <clears throat> Arsenal could score uh, seven. My free transfer is my free transfer. I've already done it. I did it to make sure I didn't lose a tenth. Job. Ruben Vinagra, Wolves didn't play today. Didn't play when all intents and purposes he should have. So I sent him out. I brought Rob Holding in. Okay, he's in my 4.5 defender sure. rotation. I feel great. He's in my lineup for game week two against yeah. West Ham. Should. You know, on paper, that's a great move. We'll see if that actually plays out the way it should. But to me, that made sense. And I feel great about having a playing Rob Holding for Arsenal in my defender rotation until I wild card during the first half of the season. I think that's great. Good move. All right. We have a loaded... FPL America Podcast Mini League. Next week, we're going to talk about all of the 
really funny team names. I, I love looking at the team names. The team names are one of my favorite things that we get to talk about on this They're podcast. So great. They're yeah. so great. The only thing I'm going to mention is that after one week in the FPL America podcast, we have one player who hit the century mark. Did we? Yep. Jenka FC hit 100 points, first place. I think Jenka FC is new to the FPL America podcast, yeah. so welcome aboard. Triple Captain Sala. First place. Well done. We will get into the other team hey. names next week. Teaser for our pod next Dave, week. Dave, your strategy of bench boosting week one would have been a horrible disaster of a failure. But triple <laughs> captaining Sala this week, if you've nailed your triple captain to start week one, you, you can't you do are better thrilled. than a 20. You no, almost you really do can't. better than a 20. So you're, you're, It's going to be an unbelievable well uh, done, fluke Shanko. if you do better than that. So when, do, when do City play Fulham? Because I might triple captain KDB home against Fulham. Man. That makes the most sense to me. It's coming soon. All right. Dave, we've done it. We have been active this week. Uh, Listen, we start a new season with every intention of doing something new. We always add something new to our podcast. This year, we changed our name. Changed our name. We rebranded. We got Brian's cranking out articles every week. You are being wicked, wicked active. Twitter. Twitter and Instagram. Facebook. Instagram, yeah. Patreon, step, we're there. We're trying to step the game up a little That's right. bit. So we are on all the socials. Find us. We want to be active. Uh, we Look love- at my receding hairline on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us and find it. It's there. You can see it. And I give some FPL content as well. I love it. For the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>